first question, or my question is, I want to direct it to Gerard. As a former player, as someone who played with guys like Dante and, and Patrick, what was your reaction to their decision to opt out? And secondarily, how does the linebacker group get altered when a, a player of, of Dante's ability is, is lost? No, no, no. What I was, I appreciate the question, Tom. Uh, well, first of all, this is very awkward. Hey, Tom. Um, you know, initially, I was I was shocked, uh, disappointed. I can't. You know, a bunch of emotions kind of went through my head, and then I took a step back, obviously, and and kind of looked at each uh, each situation. You know, these are personal decisions, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, Hightower kind of took a step back and uh, just examined his personal situation and so did, and so did Chung and I totally respect the decision. I know coach already talked about it. Um, but from a football standpoint, you just have to treat it like an injury, you know, treat it like an injury. And we've always, I know it sounds very cliche, but we've always had that next man up mentality. And that's how we're, that's how we're approaching it going forward. You know, with that said, you know, even though those guys have opted out, you know, those guys will still continue to mentor some of the younger guys, you know, some guys that haven't played as much ball. And I and I could totally appreciate it. You know, Hightower, one of the smartest football players I've, I've ever been around. And and so is Chung. So, you know, those guys are, you know, they're not here with us this year, you know, per se on the field, but they're still around. Okay, next up, we'll go Mike Giardi. Hey, Gerard, a uh, question for you. Just uh, you've been around that building for so many years. I'm just curious your impressions of what they've done to the building to, to make players and staff feel comfortable. Yeah, thanks, Mike. First of all, Mike, can you open up the game balls in the background, please? Like, you got a game <laughs> ball with, still in the box. If you're going to do it, do it all the I'm way. Man. Do it all I'm the way. It. I'm on it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I think the staff has done a fantastic job. And I would say, you know, uh, one thing I've always respected is that they don't just, uh, you know, try to you know solve these complex problems in-house. They actually go out and ask other people, uh, kind of what they're doing. And it's not only football, it's other sports. And they, you know, they've gathered all that information and come to the best conclusion. Now, when I say, when I walk around the building, you know, I feel safe. And I think the players do as well. I think they've done a fantastic job. Uh, our operations people definitely deserve a shout out, you know, because this is such a fluid situation. Things change, whether it's the CDC changing guidelines or, you know, all that stuff, it changes so much. And those guys have done a great job uh, altering the building. So guys feel safe and, and coaches feel safe around here. Okay, next we'll go to Mike Dussault. Hey, Gerard, thanks for taking the time. Uh, quick question, in 2011, you kind of experienced a, you know, a truncated training camp, things were kind of tightened up. What, what did you kind of take from that experience and you know, how can you use that experience to kind of help your position group, which has gotten significantly younger and less experienced this year? Yeah, thanks, thanks Mike, uh, for the question. Um, you know, in 2011, it was a little bit different, right? So, you know, lockout and all that stuff, we could still work out together. We could still be close and build that camaraderie. And that's really the challenge now, right? Everyone has to be, you know, you can't be around the same person for, you know, 15 minutes, all that stuff. It's a little bit different now. But what I will say is, you know, the guys have to kind of take some accountability. And so when you talk about accountability, not only as far as keeping each other healthy and, uh, you know, following all the guidelines, but also accountability and getting that extra work in on the time, right? We only have a short window right now. It's not like during the regular season where I can meet with them all day. 
right now, you know, with these young guys, like older guys, and it's crazy to say Bentley is one of the older guys in the room, like spend that extra time with these guys, whether it's virtually, you know, fa- you know, FaceTime, whatever it is, they just have to take it on their own and be accountable to each other. So when we do step on the field, everyone's on the same page. Thank you. Okay, uh, Nicole Yang, you're up next. Um, question for Steve. With your brother, Brian, being promoted to safety coach, I was wondering um, how much the two of you have talked about that, given you held that role previously. Uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about it. And, uh, you know, obviously we're extremely close being brothers. But um, as an older brother and uh, a more veteran coach than he is, I'm doing the best I can to lead him through uh, through that safety group. Um you know, having Devin in that group really helps, and I'm sure Devin's helping that room. But, uh, yeah, I've spent a lot of time with Brian uh, in the off season and so far in training camp to uh, try and bring him up to speed. There's a lot of um, little things in our defense that are big things. So um, a lot of coaching points. Obviously, uh, this is our first time with all the players being back in the building. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get everybody up to speed and uh, do the best we can with the situation that we're in. Alex Barth, you're up next. Hey guys, this is a question for both of you. There's a lot of young linebackers by my count. You have five guys in that group who've yet to take an NFL snap, the rookies, and then Therese Hall. I'm guessing there's some challenges to that, but are there any advantages you see in having such a young group? I'll, t- I'll take it first. Um, Alex, I appreciate the question. I will say, um, you know, one advantage of having a young group is that they're very moldable. Right. So right now they come in, they really don't know much. And I've always I've liked that, you know, um, to have those young guys who are are willing to try just about anything. You know, sometimes the older players, they kind of get stuck in their ways, especially players that have done something a certain way. And at a high level, you try to tweak that. It's kind of a little bit more difficult. I would say with these younger guys, they come in with a willing attitude. Uh, very moldable. You can work on techniques. Really having that. Uh, you know, they really haven't been coached, you know, at this level. Um, so so I definitely look forward to the challenge and, uh, and the opportunity. Yeah, just to echo what Gerard said, um, yeah, I mean, we enjoy coaching all players, veteran and the young guys. So uh, a lot to teach these guys and uh, a lot for them to learn. But we're doing the best we can bring them along. Um, to Gerard's point, they're young. And we could mold them uh, to how we want them to play here. Um, but... Yeah, we'll see how it goes and see how far we can bring them along. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Next up, Zach Cox. Uh, hey, this one's for uh, Gerard. You mentioned Juwan a little bit earlier. He's suddenly one of one of the more veteran guys in that group. Uh, just what kind of progress and development have you seen from him over the last year plus, whatever it's been now, and, and how important will it be? Um, how important will his role in that room be this season? Yeah, you know what, Ben, um, definitely just taking that mentor role, right? You know, you lose you lose guys like Hightower and Kyle, all those guys, you know, even Elandon, you lose guys like that. Um, now Bentley is really the guy as far as mentoring the younger players. And I think he's done a great job up until this point, um, you know, as far as his you know, leadership ability and just taking control of the huddle, all of those things. And uh, I look forward to continuing to see that growth. Uh, going forward, obviously, we don't have on pads right now. It's not, you know, 100 degrees out there on a summer day, you know, you're out there tired and all that stuff. So I look forward to seeing that development continue uh, under strenuous situations. But 
just his role as far as the communicator at the second level and also just his mentorship role uh, with the younger guys. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, Bill Burt, you're up next. And then we'll hey. go to Henry McKenna. Gerard, back, uh, going back to uh, Juan. Um, what I think expectations might have been a year ago uh, that we'd see more out of them. And obviously, you, you got to look at the guys that were in front of them in opportunity. Um, what have you seen that we see? I thought we saw maybe as a rookie before his season ended. What have you seen that makes you confident he can step into a leadership role and a role where, you know, he's actually a key playmaker on this defense? What have you seen? Yeah, Bill, I definitely appreciate appreciate the, the question. Um, and I don't want to go back to, you know, the patriotisms, right, as far as managing expectations. But I will say if you were to look at last year and look at his production per play, I mean, he was very productive when he was out there. And you hit it on the head. You know, there are a lot of guys. You think about the players we had in that room. I mean, it was a crowded room. Uh, but when he did get, get an opportunity, for the most part, he performed well. So I look forward to giving him more opportunities and hopefully that production, uh, stay, you know, hopefully stays healthy and he's able to keep that production up. Specifically, though, just what maybe what is he physically? I know obviously we talk, he's a smart kid, but what have you seen physically that makes you really like what you see? Oh, physically, I mean, he's a he's a big I mean, he's bigger than some of those guys last year. He's faster than some of those guys last year. It's more now like making the game slow down for him, right? Like getting more reps in practice. That's why, the, you know, this time right now is so important. But physically, I mean, this guy is gifted. I mean, he's a big, fast, strong linebacker. And you hit it. You said it. He's a smart guy as well. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to give him the opportunity to, to be out there for, for a while. Hopefully that answered your question, Bill. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Um, I guess that that's me now. Um, and then Nick O'Malley, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my question's for Steve. Um, new position this year. Um, so tell me, uh, what did, did you, was it something you were assigned or was it something you and Bill decided would be kind of the next step for you? Um, and what, what appeals to you about the job and sort of how do you think, you know, your workflow, your, your position, responsibilities, et cetera, how will those things change this year? Uh, yeah, thanks for the question. And, um, you know, every every year there's always different responsibilities and uh, new things that come along. Um, I'm really excited this year to work with a different group. Um, I'm obviously going to miss those guys that I coached last year. I'm, it's not that I'm not coaching them anymore, but not spending as much time with them. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the game from a different level, working with some different guys on the team. And, uh, you know, whatever role I get, I'm just going to do the best I can with it. So. I'm always excited to be around football, be around the guys and, and coach football. It's been really exciting being back in the building, getting out on the field yesterday was was very exciting. So whatever role I get, I'm going to do the best I can with. Um, it's a new group. I have a lot to learn, um, but we're going at it uh, day by day, just trying to trying to get better. Uh, follow up, if I may, um, any sense of who's calling plays this year on defense? Oh, we're a long way away from games, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Thank you. All right, we'll go Nick O'Malley and close with Ben Volan. Nick, you there? All right, uh, I'll move on to Ben Volan. Ben, go ahead. 
Uh, good to see everyone there, Henry. I'm, I'm digging your mustache. And Steve, it looks like you got a, a mullet back there. It's, is that a, a quarantine haircut you're going with? Uh, no, I've been going with this for a little while, so I'm going to stick with it. It's, it's a good look, man. I like it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't come today to ask about hair. Actually, I wanted to ask Gerard, uh, wanted to ask you a question real quick. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, just having Cam Newton on the other side of the ball now, uh, a guy with uh, uh, certainly a dangerous element with his feet, uh, what is that going to do maybe for the Patriots defense? Uh, what's that going to be like in practice facing a guy who has a, a lot more mobility in the pocket than maybe what the Patriots are used to? Yeah, I, I think, uh, first of all, I appreciate the question. Turn your camera on, Ben. Let, let us see your hair. You, you go, oh, sorry. You know. I thought I was on. <laughs> Hold on. I got some some nice locks, too, actually. There you go. Nice. There we go. There we go. Um, you know, when you look at our schedule this year, you know, we're going to play a bunch of mobile quarterbacks. So anytime you can go against a mobile quarterback each and every day and practice, uh, it will definitely get us better on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, looking forward to the challenge. You know, I, I think Cam is a, a heck of a player, um, but I think our guys are looking forward to the opportunity to go against a guy like that. What, what, just, what do you, I don't think you were um, on the team in 2013. I think you were on IR when they faced Cam. But right, just what right. remember about him and his athleticism from your playing days? Yeah, just remember a big, fast, strong, physical guy. Uh, and anytime he got into the second level, I mean, he was trying to run over everyone. So that's, that's <laughs> one thing I remember about Cam Newton. But, you know, a guy who could really, you know, he can sling it as well. So, you know, I don't put him in this, you know, category as far as just the quarterback who likes to run. Uh, this guy, could, he also has a great arm and can make all the throws. So that's one thing I remember. Thanks a lot, Gerard. All right, well, I believe Nick O'Malley is back up and running. So, Nick, if you want to close. Uh, yeah, sure. Thing. Oh, sorry about that, Mike. Um, yeah, a uh, question for both of you. Uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, we're dealing with uh, your team is dealing with uh, the loss of a veteran leader like uh, Dante Hightower. In the past, you've talked, uh, the team in general has talked a lot about how a lot of players are great leaders in the locker room and lead by example. What kind of pressure does it put on the coaching staff when you have fewer, longer tenured players that can lead by example and lead on the field uh, to a younger group of players? Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. I'll follow you. Um, yeah, you know, um, again, mine and Gerard's job and every coach on this staff's job is to coach the players that we get. Um, we don't make personnel decisions. Uh, we get the guys we get. Obviously, it's unfortunate losing those guys, but um, we need to make them right and uh, get the group going. So we're going to do the best we can with that.